Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years. Here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To five three three four two New York, call the twenty four seven Hope Line at one eight seven seven eight Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. Yo, we here again. New episode, the Rap Names Podcast. You know the voice, you know the headline, and all that. And if you're listening to this right now, man. Yeah, man, the headline is the headline is out here, man. Um, you listening to this right now? I'm currently suspended from Twitter for a week um, for something crazy. We ain't gonna get into all that. Uh, it, there's something light, man. It's super light. Uh, Bobby, Bobby, back soon. Mariano on Twitter. Um, two wins, two O's. Jerv, what's up, man? Hey, man, I, I feel blessed, man. You the first cat I I think I know. This like truly been suspended from Twitter. I mean, for, oh, I've for... been suspended for a month now. Oh, word. <laughs> well, damn. Crazy. Here, I, here I am. I'm just. I must be regular because I ain't. I ain't get suspended now. I, I've gotten flagged on IG. You know what I'm saying? I've got flagged on IG, but I knew I was gonna get flagged on IG. But uh, you know, other than that, bro, you you gonna have to stop talking about your hairline, bro. That's making me feel uh, super disrespected. My bad, man. Like, it's, it's, I feel it's, like it's, it's a personal shot personal. at me, man. I love you, shout, bro. Yeah, you know, shout out to everybody that you know. What I mean, that came home, man. We. We are a special breed. Now they came home. <laughs> I'm home with me. With the yeah, never mind. Oh man. We should probably tell everybody what this other voice is. This is Naeem. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, listen. Yeah, we at the yeah, we at that. Look, y'all heard the voice already. I'm sure some of y'all recognize this voice off the rip. Naima, what's going on? What's hey up? guys. Um, I'm good. I am also suspended from Twitter. It's been a month as of Wednesday. That's crazy. Um, I'm suspended for copyright though, which is which I'm always uh, in danger of consistently. But there was like a really hard sweeps um, in February that took out a lot of people, and yeah. I'm still trying to get my account back. But I have a burner account because I get suspended like this like once a year. So right. yeah, I follow, I follow like, your burner as well. Oh yeah. shit, I, I that makes yeah. sense. I saw it's, your burner account tweet. 
But I was like, oh, all right, maybe, maybe you just fuck, you know, maybe you just fucking with everybody. I didn't realize that your main account was gone. No, we got we, we got get we got get TJ on the horn, man. Yeah. People we got, are, we got to free y'all. People are working on it um, because I'm part of what they call the Blackbirds, which is like the Black Twitter yeah. or whatever the hell. Um, so people are working on it, but apparently, like even Twitter themselves are kind of overwhelmed with the amount of people who got taken out with this last yeah. week. Um, I got suspended for some like so. One of my homegirls, shout out to my homegirl Jen. Um, she's she's watching The Sopranos for the first time ever. I've been oh. telling her for, forever to watch the show and all that. She's loving it. She's enjoying it. She got to the scene where Uncle June, in his you know senile and you know everything, he's going crazy. Shot Tony, and I can't I watch said, that scene. By the way, I said that whole ass nigga, and I didn't think nothing of it. I just right. this is just what it is. Got suspended. I got the eat. I probably took a nap or something. You know that day. Got the email and I saw the tweet and I'm like. Yeah. It's because it's an algorithm that does not know how to put it in context. So they right. just see the, they or read or whatever, however it works, it reads the comment yeah. um, without consideration of who it came from. Right. How Hold up. Whatever. Hold up. Hold at, oh, this all is the second respect. time I got suspended. It I'm was assuming probably just the, the nigga. It's the nigga. It's the like, nigga, bro. It's, it's so just, that means it's, everybody should have been suspended. It. That means Yahoo no, no, should have like, been suspended with nigga Navy, right? So, so it's it's like this. The they, I don't think they were doing it yet, but a lot of people it's, were. Oh, okay, I got you. It's like everything all together because I remember when I was uh catching up on Snowfall last year, I got suspended for like a day because the dude Andre, I called him a bitch ass nigga, and he was. <laughs> he was suspended me for a day, so I just got to kind of you know can't tread like. Who it goes, if they can't tell what it's in response to, what it goes to, and by they, again, it's not a person. It's there's like a it's a formula, right? So like right, if you see right. this combination of insults that you know are racist or right. disrespectful to marginalized people, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. um, and and it's out of context. And what's crazy is that when they started doing it, y'all remember back in the day when when you retweeted somebody, your their tweet became part of your tweet. Right, right. Instead yeah. of a quote tweet. So if you had retweeted somebody else who said it, or if somebody retweeted you and added it, you could still get hit because it looked like it was all they can separate. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's crazy. Man. Um, hey, yeah, well, we'll be back. Well, yeah. well I guess we should be thankful that they have an algorithm looking for, <laughs> yeah, for but racist black people, words. Black people tend to get hit with it more than they should because Again, we're not thinking that it's go- that it's going to impact us, right? Right. And you know, so a lot of times, what ends up happening is is black people getting suspended for saying something that was really innocuous and just talking yeah, instead just of like the actual people who should be getting suspended for the shit. Yeah. yeah. We'll we'll be back soon though, man. We'll we'll, we'll definitely be back soon. Uh, Naima, I, you you won't be back. I know for sure. I'll man. be back. It's a fight. My my thought because I had a first round of. Um, so that the listeners know, because people always have questions about this. A couple things about the DMCA takedown. The first thing is that like they can hit you for anything you've ever posted on your account at any time. I haven't done a music sermon in a year, like a whole last year, but there's so much content on my account. I could never scrub it. I would just have to delete my whole ass account. So the very first time I ever got suspended a few years ago, um, I started taking measures to make sure like I backed up sermons and save certain threads and this stuff because the thing is that one if your twitter account is gone anything that's on your twitter account is gone right so um i started backing up things i needed you know making sure i had some kind of record of stuff and um 
and and I created the burner account, which all of us used to have back in the day because you used to only be able to tweet so many things from per minute or per whatever, and people would get suspended during like award shows and stuff. But I created the burner. I started spending time over there, built up a following over there. It's not the same, but you know, and I saw it coming and I was telling people like, if you don't follow the burner, get on the burner. But I woke up one day and I had like 25 flags, like just Twi like just Twitter, 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 my email, Twitter support, Twitter support, Twitter support, Twitter support. So I was suspended. I countered those. Um, you can counter with Twitter, with Twitter copyright. I countered those. That's like a two week process. What happens is they have to go back to the copyright holder and says, this person says that they were using it as fair use. The copyright holder has 10 business days to either say we're going to take them to court or if they don't, and if y'all hear bachata in the background, it's the summer in Washington Heights. Um, they either have to counter <laughs> and say that they're going to take you to court, or if they don't, they have to remove the flag. But so that first two weeks is up already. But I got hit with another round on them of them after I was already suspended. So then I was hitting my people at Twitter like, yo, how am I getting flags? And my account ain't even active. And they were like, I know, I know, I know, my bad. So even Twitter is kind of overwhelmed by it this time. So I'm hoping to be back in time for Easter because I would really like to be on my main account for the Osley Brothers, Earth, Wind, and Fire versus. Oh, that's gonna be a good. Really like to that's gonna be a good. Yeah. yeah, I'm that's, about to. That's, that's, I'm about to. I also clean have the to get an outfit. Crib. I have to plan an outfit. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah! All of it. Hell, hell, hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> hell yeah! Um, so let so so and, and I want to talk about that. We definitely gonna double back and touch on that as well. Um, real quick, let's get to the you know the quick hits out the way real quick. Just before we dive into the story, because I really honestly just want to listen to. Naima talk like she's a very interesting person. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> she, she she truly is like it's a it's a joy following her. Um, just interacting with her. Period. Uh, so much so many things to learn from her. So before we get to all of that, I want to ask you guys, um, Naima, because what um what are you listening to at the moment? We always start to show off with this. It could be you know whether artist, uh, new mixtape album some old whatever just what's in your rotation right now so for almost the entire pandemic i've been mostly listening to um i've been listening to 90s music because it's comforting um but i have um i have a go-to it's a random mix on my spotify of just songs i love and they're from different eras and like i just didn't go back to that but this week i spent some time with um my native tongues playlist and it's just, you know, all of them, all of them, Tribe, Black Sheet, De La, Jungle Brothers, they're just so much fun to listen to. Yeah. Like, it's, it's fun. It's fun to listen to. So that's been the space I've been in this week. I've been, I've been with the Native Tongues. That's so fire. Um, yeah. I think Tribe is my, Tribe is like my go-to as well. Like, when it comes to, like, fun music, I just put their collection on and I just put it on shuffle. So no matter where it takes me, I'm always like, oh, like, and I heard these songs yeah. a million times, but right. I still love them. Um, and I noticed we don't have rappers, we don't have rappers that rap about high school shit anymore. Cause like, um, other than like leader, Cole, like he would, yeah, yeah, leaders in the new school with just another case of the, the LPTA Moni with Moni in the middle, like she's talking mm -hmm. about passing notes and class. Like it's just like we don't. I'm like, do, do teenagers have rappers that are rapping about what's going on with them every day in high school? Or and I, I, I think maybe that's why J. Cole has such a, a grasp on, like, the youth, because there's a lot of um, younger guys at my job who swear by J. Cole, like, because he talks about, you know, these type of things that I guess, like, the average rapper is talking about more, like, grown-up right. stuff. 
they're not really talking about they're that. They're talking about cars and, and shit. I'm like, yeah. where's the rappers that used to rap about college? And, you know, like, you know, like, whatever. Like, we had that in mm-hmm. lyrics back then, you know? Yeah, not 100%. Um, but, but, thing I got in my rotation right now, obviously, anybody that knows me know, Big Griselda, Big BSF. Um, <laughs> I'm listening to plugs, too, obviously. But Trey, shout out to Trey. Trey tweeted out a link. Uh, or he tweeted out a, a set of songs to these guys called the Blue Bu- the Blue Bucks Clan, right? And I'm like, okay, it's an interesting name. I-, I wonder what I'm about to get myself into. I clicked on the album. That album is crazy, man. That album is insane. It's a duo, right? They're they're from LA, so that you know they're Cali based. The music is like Detroit influence, which is my hometown, so I'm I'm all here for that. And they talk in a specific talk on there. They got a lot of sports references. They got a lot of, you know, just, it's just fly talk all around. The beats are very good, you know, super West Coast. Uh, like I said, bl- blended with Detroit. So if y'all get a chance, check that tape out. Cause that's what I'm listening to like right now. Like I'm spending that all day today. Um, what you listening to Jerry? I see you looking some type of, type of way or oh, something. You know you- oh no, brother. I'm, I'm just, I, I I had a long Friday. My 40. I'm ah, 40. Okay. Okay. No, I thought you, <laughs> I thought you was about the front on that tape or something. Right, oh no, 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 no. I I haven't even peeped <laughs> that man. But you know, if you tell me it's cool, I, uh, yeah, I might take a money. listen. Uh, you know, real rap. I'm still in my verses bag fam. So I've been listening to Supreme clientele like crazy and, 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 and yeah, all that shit. Sense. You know what I mean? Like, I, Naeem, I know, I know, I, I have to, you please tell me. That shit was legendary, right? Like, that was. Oh, here's the thing. Uh, if you put Ghost and Ray together and it's not legendary, you did something wrong. Thank you. Like, it just, because Ghost, they're like twins, literally. Like, they're like, they're, they're which is why, I know I'm segueing, but for anybody who, who hasn't watched the Hulu um, Wu-Tang series, I had no idea they had beef. I didn't know that backstory. Like, they were trying to kill each other. Legit. Yeah. And considering how close they are now and how well they play off of each other, that was so fascinating to me. But yeah, if you put the two of them together in the room out of the whole out of the whole crew, like something and it's not magic, that means you fucked up somewhere. Cause they because yep. that's just what they do. That's just what they do. I think when I found out that they had that type of beef, I was like, Yeah, this makes sense because only two people who were about to kill each other could go out there and make the purple tape. This that like there's no that energy can only come from like right. it had to be life or death energy and um you know it seeing that was like like you said was real fascinating um ghost is like he's like in my top four my personal top four like ever like he's yeah. somebody who is he's a fun rapper he's he's lyrical um he you know is real like he he he's like the total package when it comes I just to, love his inter- I love his entertainment factor I like he's yeah. a he's a perfect entertainer he's my second favorite Wu Tang member. Um, Meth is my first. Um, and That's I mean, right. he just—I think every woman is gonna say Meth is her favorite. Um, <laughs> but but I also I think Meth is just a dynamic. Like his flow is crazy. But yeah. um, yeah. I mean, I just I I love everything about Ghost, all of it. Like I love the showmanship. I love the furs and or the robes. I love the championship belts. I love big ass gold hawks on his fucking wrist, shoulder, arm. Like mm-hmm. everything yeah. that he does, I love all of it. The the Wallabies mansion, uh, the, the fucking, Wallows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I said this. I said this on, on with uh, with with the OG crew. But I, yo, I'm not the only person that knew that there was no way in hell my my, my man Ghost was in the bathroom like 
going to the bathroom, right? Like everybody and their mom knew that was going to be a fucking wardrobe change. Of course. Like, it's, it's, like you it's knew ghost. fashion was going to be in play. Like, you knew yeah. that was part of it. Yeah, so you know, I like you know, I, I'm I'm heavy into I'm heavy in my uh in my ghost face bag, you know, I, I got a little purple tape going. Uh, but shout out again, shout out to Trey. I said it before, yo, if you don't follow Trey, at least on Apple Music, follow that man. He puts together amazing playlists, and after mm-hmm. every verses, he puts together the, the playlist from it. So you know. If you're looking for that ultimate Sunday cleaning playlist, I'm sure after the, uh, the Earth, Wind, and Fire, uh, and the, uh, I'm tripping. It's, o- it's the OJ's. No, the Isley. No, the Isley. Isley brought. Ooh, the OJ's. What the hell am I thinking? <laughs> the, uh, yeah, uh, but after Which that, would also not be bad. No, it would not. But uh, I need to see Mr. Biggs pop up. Uh, I'm sure. Hello, if you want to talk about fashion. Oh, oh yeah. Shit, Earth, Wind, and Fire. That outfits. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm curious to see, and I ain't trying because I know you want to, but whatever. I I, I feel like they need a, a, a auditorium for this one, uh, if if for nothing else for safety protocols, right? Like, like you know yeah. what I'm saying? Let's yeah. not front everybody. We still in this pandemic. But also, the Osleys have been known to kill people. That's we, do, do we have to say we have to say allegedly though, right? Like, is that I how this works? I mean, yeah, there's no statute of limitations on murder, right? I'm just yeah. saying, allegedly, yeah. there are members of the Osleys family living and or dead who have murdered people. That's all I'm saying. Well, shout out to the Osley brothers, man, because I don't want any smoke. So shout out to y'all, man. You know what I'm saying? I'll be locked in and uh, I'll be, uh, you know. But I'm sure this will be go. all love. But I'm just saying, sleep on them if you want to. That That may be why we also need security protocol. But yeah, I know what you're saying. You're saying everybody's of a certain age. You definitely want to make sure everybody's safe. Um, so, so, so basically, you saying yeah. don't don't let these uh, fire these fire uh, and these shimmery outfits fool you. Do not They're let- from the projects and fuck with them. They'll Yo, get project ish on you. There is a photo of them. I think everybody knows, but they're all on a street corner, and like Ernie has on like a shirt that's like tied in his midriff, and everybody's clothes is mad tight and all this other stuff. And yeah. somebody talking about how soft they look. And I was like, B, that's probably like three pistols and eight blades in that photo. Like, please, please. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people, people, that picture started circulating a lot more when um, like Young Thug came like under fire for the way that he right. dressed. And it was like, yeah, like ain't no way he blah, blah, blah. And like, and people was like defending the Isleys. Like, bruh, you can't say that because these dudes, I right. guarantee you it was mad weapons around. It was dressed mad. like this and they had their hair like this. So let's they not- They was in the boot. That's why I just- Yeah. <laughs> it was in the boot. I'm ready for that one. Um, what's the date on that? Easter Sunday on the fourth. Easter Sunday. Yeah, I might. If I'm not off that weekend, I gotta take a. I gotta. That's I gotta, gotta it's gotta be like a. I mean, please, please, please. I know. All right, listen. I want it to be early. I understand it's gonna be a lot of church. No, we got it. Yeah, we, but we gotta let the elders. We it does need to be early ish so that the elders can watch and they don't have to be up six? all crazy late. Can we get six? I'm thinking sixes. Let me take a look and see what Tommy said. Cause I, I mean, I just want to clean the crib. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I, I'm gonna do some. I'm a. I'm gonna yeah, create some headboard, baseboards, and shit. It, I got to do a lot of things to prepare. Yeah, my house needs to smell a certain way for that. Like I need to. I need to smell certain foods being cooked. Uh, you got to smell at least like pine saw or something in the air as well. Um, some fabulous. It, it got to be certain type of. It, it got to be something going on. Um, Jerv, who you got in that? Who you? Who you? Who would you pick? And and let's not let's not make it like a 
like uh, a true, like a battle who's going to win. But because I think this is going to be the ultimate celebration, like everybody called it. They, you know, they say it's not a battle. It's not about who won. I think that this will be the ultimate matchup of we like we're going to win, like the audience, the fans. Um, who oh, Who would you pick winning this if you had to just go like song for song, 20 joints? Who who you taking? Mm. I got the Osleys. Yeah, I think the Osleys, bro. Because people don't realize their catalog spans from the doo-wop era. Like, they had, they were with Motown for a minute. They did, like, Shout and Twist and Shout first. Um, you know, then they went into, like, their funk. And then the Quiet Storm era, all the way up into, like, 90s and early 2000s R&B. Like, yeah, no, absolutely. On, and then Ron himself transitioned yeah. and then started being like you know he, he's doing the main you got you get contagious you know, i don't featuring. think he's gonna i don't think he's gonna do contagious because not nah, probably not ron solo stuff is like r kelly stuff so that's gonna be a little challenge i mean Angela that Winbush was my did, question his ex-wife did some of it angela wimbush but um the mr like our like kelly kells little legitimately created the character mr biggs for ron so like i don't know that we get contagious and stuff wait so uh, hey, Mario, I don't I don't listen to R. Kelly, right, anymore. Right. Nor do but I. Are we allowed to listen to Contagious though? Um I, I mean... ish, ish. Ish. I mean the thing is that it is it is an R. Kelly production, but I don't he's not on the song, right? That's my thing. I don't think so. Oh yeah. But I mean um, he... I haven't I'm on the fence about Kel's production still. Cause I don't like because even I remember I was, Maxwell and I were talking about this once. He was like, do I take Fortunate out of my set list? And I was like, you might have to for like a minute. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm on the fence about the production, but he can't do, like, I would have loved to see, I don't know if, if he can do like the, um, the Kelly Price friend of mine remix. I would love for Kelly to come out, but then you got to have the like, this is Mr. Biggs. How you doing, Mr. Biggs? What the hell is right, going right. on? What's mean? What's going on? You know what I mean? Without that, it's not the same, you know? So it's challenging. Yeah, um, I I would I would say that if I had a pick in this, I would just go Earth, Wind, and Fire on, in a close one, not like some fourteen to six type of thing like that. Like it would be like eleven to nine, just on some preference thing. Because Earth, Wind, and Fire, literally every single time I was young, um, you know, at the cookouts, my aunt would have and all that. It's a whole set of Earth, Wind, and Fire that's playing, and like me, just even young, being a fan of rap and R&B and all of that that music would always reign supreme because right. it was different to me. And I was just like, this is, this is crazy. Like, who is this? And every single time I would ask her, it would be them. It would be Earth, Wind & Fire they every had, time. Earth, Wind & Fire has massive hits. They were the first, like, they, they're credited Parliament and Funkadelic too, but really it was Earth, Wind & Fire in terms of charts and, and tour numbers. They, they're credited with taking funk make, mainstream or making like a kind of funk pop hybrid. Yeah. And I mean, the, 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 mus the musicality is masterful. The compositions are dope. You know, um, Philip Bailey, rest in peace, his voice is amazing. But like, you know, when that beat to In Between the Sheets drops. Yeah, it's over. It's a, <laughs> you know yeah, it's certain joints like, that's just unbeatable. Like, like you, you're not going to beat so, that. That's yeah. why I love that it's a celebration. But you brought the OJ's joke. It could have really also been the Ozzy's and the OJ's. I would have been very happy with that. Show. Absolutely. I would have been two-stepping all night long. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, and um, and 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 just just another one, another one we got to get to before, for, before we let Naima take the floor, which I'm I'm eager about. Um, the guys talked about this on Bomb already, so if y'all haven't heard that episode, please go over there and listen to the G's. 
Um, I want to. I just want to speak my piece a little, a little bit on Nas winning the best rap album Grammy, um, which a lot of people felt, you know, some kind of way about, and and not necessarily because like they thought the album was bad or you know whatever. It was just like, wow, this is the album that he gets the Grammy for. And if this was a situation where they look through an artist catalog and decide which album they want to award them for, I would That's understand that. But the time that it came out. Yeah. It's based on the year. It's based on what it's up against. So he can only compete with what was chosen. Um, my personal preference, I would have liked Freddie Gibbs to get one. Um, I think Freddie does have a lot more time to, uh, to to win one, which I think he will. Um, he puts out incredible music, incredible bodies of work. But I was happy for Nas because it's like, finally, you know what I'm saying? If he didn't get it for Life is Good or one of the other ones that we all hold in high regard, this was like a, a perfect album to me. Um, he sounded good on Hit Boy production. I saw Fabio Foreign and uh, ASAP Ferg on the track list, and I'm like, mm, I don't know about this. But they pulled it off. They they, they pulled off a, a good song that didn't make Nas sound crazy. Um, I, I was happy. You know, I was happy for Nas, happy for Hit Boy. Shout out to Nas. Um, Naima, how you, how you feel about it? I understand. I mean, this is the complicated thing with with awards these levels of awards the same thing when we talk about oscars um for one thing a lot depends on who's in the academy at the time so the grammys are particularly weird because you have years where or eras where it was about the technical quality where they were awarding mostly like the highly critical stuff and then there were years where it seemed to be a popularity contest and they were awarding you know the things that were most popular and sold a lot and that you saw everywhere um, so you can't even judge like across the board and say these are the criteria in which they decided this is what they're going to vote on. But I will say there's been an influx of black members into the academy in the past year or so, but they tend to be older executives. Um, they're really trying to get more young artists into NARS to be active voting members, which reflects in who ends up winning. So I think part of that is like... Um, I think it might have been like he's never gotten a Grammy. Let's give Nas the Grammy because right. I don't even remember people really loving the album like that. I don't remember a lot of conversation around it. Yeah, but, I think um, I think honestly, outside of like myself and like my immediate homies who were having conversations about this, I didn't see too much fanfare about it or like people going crazy about it. Um, which I thought they should have been because I was like, damn, like if y'all listening to Nas, like this is a good Nas right. album. This I will also Nas say album. his album came out in August and first round voting starts in like September, October. So timing right. worked in his favor too. That can also be a challenge. And I think that's what happened with Tribe when they didn't win for the last album. They came out like towards the very beginning of release cycle for the Grammy year. And that can, and that, and like when you get to the end of that, people sometimes don't even remember Absolutely. what it came out I before, you know? And I spoke with uh, I spoke with Poobs, shout out to Poobs um, from D-Block, worked with Jadakiss, you know, the locks and all of that. And because I, I like Jadakiss' album a lot. I love Jadakiss' album, but he was saying the reason why Kiss' album maybe didn't receive the proper attention was because Kiss' album dropped, I want to say March. This is right when the pandemic happened. So a lot right. of stuff just kind of fell under the radar. And, and it's also right it, after the previous Grammys, right? So absolutely. It's like you really get, like, I think release for, so the the cycle is they change the date slightly but it's roughly like um october to september is the grammy cycle so if you come out like october november december january you know whatever 
by the time you get back around to like the next October when people are sitting in the room and talking about who they're going to vote for, you're at a disadvantage because your album came out so long ago. Absolutely, yeah. I I, I think that's what it was. Um, but I, I just want to say my piece on that. Shout out to Nas, shout out to Hit Boy. Um, I'm looking forward to Hit Boy producing more albums moving forward. He worked with Benny last year on Burden of Proof, uh, which I love. I, I was kind of scared a little bit because Hit Boy makes bigger beats than like, you know, a, say a Derringer or, you know, whatever. And sometimes those beats can kind of... Overpower the lyricists. Overpower the lyricists, yeah, and kind of water down the message because it's like you're listening to it and it sounds like it's, it's mainstream. But they did a great job of combining what Benny does well, what Hit Boy does well, and, um, you know, they, 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 they made it happen. Squeaky doors, clogs, sinks, finicky engines. When things break around the house, you take care of it. However, when something's off in the bedroom... You just try not to think about it. Come on, man. What are you waiting for? That's a problem that needs to be fixed. So take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, it ships you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M right now and you'll get $15 off your first month. It's really time to take care of your ED. Remember, get started today. You'll save $15 on your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash B-O-M. Naima, I have always wanted to, I feel like every show we've been on, um, you know, we always talk music, whatever the case may be, but I don't ever hear, nor do I know too much about your bad boy days, right? And I think on the last show uh, that we did, it might have been the Soul of, Soul of a Nation show when you said uh, you were a bad boy alum. I'm be real. I was just like, oh shit. <laughs> no, it was the big. It was the Biggie joint. I was like, yeah, yeah oh shit. She, I was like, oh shit, you are a bad boy alum. Yo, I first of all, let me just. I am by far. That was my era, right? That's me. Um, full honesty. I asked my mom one some one Christmas for. Um, a bad boy chain, right? You know, like <laughs> one one of the little knock one of the little knockoff joints you can get from the mall or whatever case mm-hmm. me, one of the little kiosk joints, right? So this Christmas, my mom thought she was killing the game and shout out to her. Um, she went to a store, place called Foreman Mills. I don't know if they have Foreman Mills everywhere. Foreman Mills is in Detroit. We had them. Yeah, yeah yep. so Foreman Mills. And um, she bought me probably a, a rich man's Christmas version of a whole bunch of J, uh, JV bad boy gear. Cause she said, oh, my son wants a bad boy chain. Here's JV bad boy gear. That's it's hilarious. all the same, right? <laughs> so you know, I, I, I can't talk about that without, I can't talk about me being this OD bad boy fan and all, all that stuff without mentioning that. But the fact that you're a bad boy alum, I've always just wanted to like literally just ask you what, like, what was that? Like, like what, what, like, you know what I mean? Like I, I've, I've heard horror stories. I've heard good stories, but like, right. you know what I'm saying? What was bad boy? Like really like, cause at one point in time, 
Bad Boy was literally just the 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 it that was right? it was it was, was hip hop. Yeah. It was it was the it, it was, was it. the whole thing. Um. So first to put it in context, I was at Bad Boy from '98 until. I think early 2000, it was only a little over a year, but it felt like a very long time. 98? And yeah. Ooh, so, we, so, got, so we real quick, real quick before you finish, we do this every week too. As soon as I hear a year, Jervis is laughing now because we do this oh, every you, single you're week. You're not about to offend just me, good brother. I know, you know I know, what I'm I know, I know. We do this every week. Every time we hear a year, I always tell y'all how old I was during this year. Oh, in God, 19, you're going to offend me too. In 1998, I was 10 years old. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, I was, I yeah. was, uh, eight, I was 18 and 98. Gosh, all right, man. Yeah, <laughs> that I was. So I was 22. Oh yeah, um, we, you, we yeah. good business. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Me too. Okay. Um, and <laughs> I started at Bad Boy as an intern. I had taken a couple years off off of school, gone back. Um, and I had just come out of working for um Combat Jack Reggio say at his law firm. And because initially I wanted to go into entertainment law, I think I've told the story on bomb. I wanted to go into entertainment law and I loved the, and I'm sorry, y'all, they are jamming outside. I'm in my house, but I realized that y'all probably- Yeah, that's all good. Loud and clear. And I'm really talking to the listeners, but I, <laughs> I can't do anything about it. Um, so um, any, anyway, I realized that I really loved the energy because like 97, 96, 97, 98, like you really had to fucking be there. It was so much fun. First of all, there was money everywhere. Everybody had money. Everybody was getting JVs left and right and production deals. And um, hip hop was still growing. It just kept growing, kept growing. So the potential was like boundless, right? And everybody was young. Um, and we were still figuring out what was possible. And so while I was working at Osei and Woods slash Milton and Isles, which were the two law firms kind of joined together, um, we represented all the hitmen. And I realized that I didn't want to be on the law side. I wanted to do something more creative. But I thought it was A&R. I thought I wanted to go into A&R. So I called Harv and I was like, can I come work with you? And he was like, yeah, you come, you know, over an intern. And it was, you know, Bad Boy is like a small family. It wasn't like a massive, massive, massive um, label. But I will say that my experience of interning up to that point had been like you shadow executives, you sit in the meetings, like it was very professional. And I remember like the first day I came in the bad boy, it's like the street team, like playing baseball in the hallway. I remember one person like being in their cubicle, answering the phone, standing up and being like, yo, y'all all the way down to my, what's your extension? I was like, yo, this shit is the ghetto. And I was like, this is the place that sells like millions of records every release there was a there was an adjustment period let me put it that way to the energy and to the rawness and to just the way they did things um but it also like it was a really fertile ground like there was nothing that was impossible there was nothing that was like outside the realms of of what you could do and there was definitely a lot of pressure because it was like you got to go get it like whatever it was you got to go get it but also it was everybody all hands on deck for everything. So like one of, one of the things I always, um, I don't think I've ever told this story, but one of the things I always remember about Bad Boy is like, because it was hard, I spent a lot of time at daddy's house too, um, in sessions. And like, as an intern one time, I had to go find Black Rob. Like Black Rob didn't show up for a session. And I had to go around <laughs> Spanish Harlem looking 
for Black Rob to try to find him to bring him to the studio. You know, like it's it's that kind of shit. I didn't have to go get cheesecake, but I had to go find Black Rob. You know, That's so crazy. you never knew what might come up. And I started right before it was like the week before Puffy had his first big birthday party at Cipriani. So the energy in the office was crazy. Um, this was like a, a elevation for Puff, um, like doing like some really, really big, like he'd always done the sexy parties, but Cipriani, like this level joint was something different for him. Like the, the invites were VHS cassettes, which was big then, like everybody got a video. Damn. Um, gifts were coming into the office, but it, um, it taught me a lot about how to handle myself in the game because it was definitely like nobody was nobody was mincing words um you definitely were criticized by more than just your work output like you know what I mean like it was definitely like a do you fit the culture here does the life do you match the lifestyle um but the while I was there we did like Miami Super Bowl this was the Falcons and I mean I yeah Miami Super Bowl it was the Falcons and I can't remember who Broncos okay okay so we did a whole series of parties down there so, you know, it's like me and my friends, you know, hanging out at all the bad boy parties. That was one of the best parts about it. Just the outside of work stuff, the parties, the hangouts, going to Justin's, doing all of that. Um, and for me, because I was so such a junior person, I didn't really have to interact with Puff that much. That actually came later for me when I was working with Jessica Rosenblum, who used to be a really big party promoter because we used to do all Puff's personal parties. That's when I had to interact with Puff the most because I'd be like at his house. Um, but there but, I, but there was like kind of a buffer between me and Puff there, but I definitely saw Puff energy, right? But yeah. also everybody's energy. Like my first day in the office, Harv and Puff's chief of staff at the time, who is now one of my really good friends and mentors, Norma Algenblick, were having like, a knockdown drag out argument and it was like you i don't give a fuck about you i don't give a fuck about you either and, but, and i was like oh i'd never seen this in an office right like i'm kind of like i don't really i don't really know if i need to be here but um it was interesting to just watch everybody's passion and how much everybody had love for what they did and yeah it was dysfunctional as fuck i'm not gonna front um i didn't realize how much at the time i just knew it was very different from anything i had ever experienced but I also think that there was a certain kind of rawness that allowed Bad Boy to be what it was for as long. Yeah, as I was. It was. I was just about to say. I think kind of that energy that they had in there, where you like describe it as dysfunctional. I think that might have been something that was necessary for them to operate because you need to yeah. have a space to be real. Because you might be in business meetings all day where you got to put on a face and put on an act, but you can come here and be real. And sometimes, you know, shit shit get kind of real. Um, but you spoke mm-hmm. on you spoke on something about like the, the walking for cheesecake thing, right? Like you didn't yeah. have to do nothing like that. But so when you look back at like making the band, how much of the things do you think was quote unquote like for show? And how much of that do you think Puff was really like, no, they would really be doing this if the cameras wasn't? Um, this is what I will say. If you, it's a little different now because people have really um, cracked down on the abuse of unpaid labor. And I mean, we weren't unpaid as interns, but we didn't get paid a whole lot. Um, and, uh, you know, or even assistants, like the line of an entertainment executive assistant used to be, there was no line between personal and business. Like it just did not exist. Um, especially somebody like Puff's level, right? Um, so I think 
some of what Puff was doing was kind of like acting out a fantasy of of pledging a line, <laughs> right? Because you know you come from a black college background. This is the type of shit people assume that you put people online and do, which is not necessarily the case. Not always, anyway. Um, and part of it was just like that intern grind. But de- but I was definitely asked to do some things that I would never have asked an intern to do. Um, even, whether it was about the value of or the importance that was being placed in me as somebody who ne- wasn't necessarily trained and had to just figure it out. Because that was the era of figure it out. It's like, I'm going to tell you to do this thing. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. Just fucking do it, right? Gotcha. Um, but which also helps you learn, um, even if you got to fuck up a couple of things first. But um, so from that to, you know, having to be somewhere very late at night, you know, kind of on my own to, to execute something. Um, positions that I just would not have put and never did later put my own interns in, right? But the other thing I will say about being a junior person in that kind of environment was like, so I had gone to school in South Carolina and then come to New York and fin- come back to New York. I'm, I'm from here and finish school. And um, I had been for a very long time, like really always concerned with like how people felt about me and what people thought about me. And I did not, I had very thin skin and bad boy forced me to toughen that shit the fuck up very quickly. And because a, because you're working for men who really don't give a fuck how they talk to you. And again, dysfunctional, but there's a part of you that has to, you have to take, you can't take it personally. Like you have to take the tone out of it. Right. Like Puffy's literally flipping fucking furniture. And that's the one thing I do tell people about Puff, like, get him to the Greek, all of that stuff, like all that energy, he's calmed down a little bit now. But every time you see something where Puff is like explosive and crazy and the energy is a little cycle, like that's, Puff, that is Puff. That's his name is Puffy because his anger, his temper used to be so crazy that he would puff up and like <laughs> explode. That's, that's why he got his nickname. I never um, knew that. Yeah. That's why, that's that. where Puffy came from. Damn. So it was like, so, um, that is puff though like the real puff and the young puff especially like would talk to everybody crazy like you know slam stuff throw stuff yell whatever and you had to i had to really quickly like adjust to that adjust to that energy um adjust to like a certain kind of social hierarchy because when you work for a black label that's a lifestyle label there's also definitely a like are you fly? Are you not? Are you cool? Are you not? Do you look the part? Do you not? Do you have the things? Do you not? Even as a staff member, right? And this is the bling era, right? So yeah, it it, it forced me to toughen up. It forced me to, um, and honestly, it just taught me a lot of game that I think helped me survive this long in the industry because there's a lot of stuff that took people out that I was just like, eh, you know, I'm not saying I, I know now it wasn't necessarily all healthy, but it was all like essential to survival. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's interesting that you say that right now because my whole life I've always thought the most comfortable role that Puff looked on on screen was when he was in a Carlitos Way Rise to Power, like the mm-hmm. you know, like kind of that. Bro, he was going crazy. Like he was he was flashy. He had the chauffeur. He had the suits and the you know all of that. But every single time you see him in these scenes, it's like in my head I was like. Man, he is killing this role. Like, bro, can Puff? Can he really act? And I'm like, wait. Now that I'm hearing this, he might have really been like, this is really just me. Like, right. 
So let me let me ask you this, Naima. Um, I have to. Um, were, were were motherfuckers really wearing shiny suits, or was that just in, in videos? Video? That was in videos. So that that was just video video wear. I mean, nobody is wearing the shit from like the feel so good video just out in the street on the club. Yeah, no. but 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 guess I don't know if you because I, I I'm ashamed I had a pair. Guess came out with uh their own version shiny of shiny denim. Shiny, yep. shiny denim. Okay, so there was, I will say, there was, like, some questionable denim textures. Like, <laughs> of, like there was, like, a waxy denim situation-ish. <laughs> and we, and I mean, listen, we did have things, we did wear things that had a little more shimmer in them than we would wear now. There was, like, a, a kind of retro 70s feel. People like things that look like you might be going to a disco. There was that element, but it wasn't, like, the full-on, it wasn't, like, a full-on video shoot situation just like i don't remember ever actually seeing anybody with ski goggles on their head like a pair of sunglasses in the street that was also just something that i saw in music videos but um i will say like there were shinier clothes but there was not like a full head to toe shiny suit situation but it looks very good on camera um, but it was a very glossy time. It was a very glossy time. It was a very flashy, a very like you're doing a lot at all times. Like I definitely remember seeing Stevie J like out in the street with no shirt on and a fur coat and a Jesus piece. Like I, I forgot about Stevie J being that thing, you know. So those these these things were real. Damn. I listen, I have a million questions for you just on the strength of uh, Stevie <laughs> J. Right oh, now. Yeah, get but, the, uh, yeah, get them off. Yo, is he that mother <laughs> is 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 what we see. Yes. That's okay. Hey, listen, yes. you already know. Yes. All right. That, that's all I needed to know. Let me put it this way. I wrote an article for Vibe about how we, how we don't, how history has been unkind to the hitmen just because they made so many hits, which is the dumbest shit I ever heard in my life. Um, and I assigned each one of them a role. So there was like, you know, the team captain who is Derek and, and Ron Lawrence. And there's, you know, the R&B specialist, there's a this, there's that. And I called Stevie the MVP. And I said in the part I wrote about Stevie that he's an asshole. Like I said it. And Stevie still retweeted the piece and praised it. But, and I, and so he, even he knows. Okay. I mean, hey, listen, shout out to Stevie. But the man is gifted. Like Stevie is fucking talented as shit. And I think that's what people don't, I think that's what's missing that people don't get now. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, I think his image on TV might have, kind of like overshadowed that because those of us who know his contributions we kind of look at it and be like damn bro like you know what i mean like what, uh, i kind of want to step in and go to bat for him but i don't know maybe that's but that's where the cockiness came from in part like because he knew his shit was just that fire at, at a point you know so um i know like when people talk about um old rockefeller days and things like that right like they always talk about um the legendary freestyle battles and, and, and the shit that cats had to do when, when they were signed. I know that you, you know I mean, I, I understand you weren't in the, you know, the room room where, you know, super duper decisions being made, but like, were you privy to seeing any of like the artists, like anyone on the, the you know, anybody sure. trying to come up to get signed and stuff so, like that? Shine's entire process on the, on the law side, we represented Shine. Um, and, even before I got to Bad Boy, that summer of 98 um, was a big summer for like every, all anybody was talking about was Shine and my son. This was before my son went to jail. And they used to battle outside Justin's. Um, and there was one night specifically, I remember like 
they were battling outside of Justin's, but Justin's was closing because my son is like a for real battle rapper. Like he just used to be anywhere on the street anytime, like bam, battle. And um, like the the Justin's was closed, was closing. So Puff made everybody go to daddy's house and in the parking lot beside daddy's house they finished the battle like so those type of things used to happen so imagine you're like random tuesday night tuesday night used to be like industry night at justin's or whatever you know everybody's there there was no vip there was no rope like in these days everybody was just in the if you was in the same space you were in the same space if you were all in the shark bar you're all in the shark bar if you're all in justin's you're all in justin's like there was no i'm over here in some cordon off area and like this pops off you know you got puff outside you got all these exact you got like a dave lighty you got a whomever and then like everybody goes to daddy's house and it grows and continues and this is before social media so you didn't have to worry about people just popping up out of nowhere it's just only the people who were there and knew about it moving moving with you yeah i think i heard mike speak on that too uh he, he spoke on that and he said like they you know he knew him and they you know they battled and all that like just like how you said like mice was really on you know, like battle rap time. That's that's crazy. That's a great, damn. That's that's wild, man. As a matter of fact, we rep both of them. We rep Sean and my son on different yeah. sides of the law firm. So yeah, but that was my mice was always battling like all summer long for him. So I, I gotta ask you this. This let this. I promise. This is my last bad boy question. I swear. It's I swear. Okay. I swear. I swear. Um, what was the energy like when um. When, when when it was time to bring in Sean, right? Like Because I know, like, on the streets, it was just like, ah, I can't mess with Bull. And it's, it's, it's Sean's super-duper dope. I always thought he was He's talented. He's so dope. The way his career played out was, like, the most disappointing thing. Yeah, and, like, I felt like, you know, because of what happened to Big, um, and then because he has a cadence and a tone to him, that if you really, really – listen to it it don't sound nothing like big but i it was, it was just timing but like my question would be more so like what was the vibe there around that because there's people in that building that really knew big that really were around big and i knew right. as a fan i was just like eh, i'm cool so i feel like it had to be some not necessarily tension but it had to be some i guess for lack of a better way phrase like some eye rolling i by the time they actually started working on shine's album i was gone um but I always felt like they put too much on the big comparison because Shine is just, everything about him is different. He just has that very deep tone and a heavy, like a heavy flow. You know what I'm saying? Like, it sounds like it has weight to it, but I thought that com the comparisons to big were the wrong way to go. Um, so I really don't, I actually, that's a good question. I actually don't know how, what the energy was inside Bad Boy by the time they started working on his album. I was surprised at the direction to be honest with you, like when I heard like the Barrington Levy joints and stuff, I was like, really? And it wasn't so much like that I didn't like them. I just, at the time, Sean's deal was was like high, high, high up there, right? Right. And so I was just kind of expecting, and you know, Bad Boy was just coming out of that era of every album they dropped was going to be multi-platinum. Like they, yep. he, he, he got there like at a pivotal moment for that. So it was so not what we were used to hearing from a bad boy artist at all. And I think that's what kind of caught me off guard a little bit. Yeah. I think even, even he had a line in that song in bad boys when he was like, bling, bling, it's a bad boy thing. Like it, I felt like it was kind of like tongue in cheek, like, right. Yeah. Bling, bling. But look at this though. I'm out here in all black and you know, I'm right. on the streets and I'm, I'm rapping like this. So like it is what it is. Um, that, that album, that album was crazy, uh, you know, and also, um, and that, that, that's a great question, too, because 
at the time when you hear bad boy you think of like you know just waves like mace with the waves and the you know the gear and the right and you're thinking of like pop samples you're thinking of crossover hits um and it's and like sean wasn't that but he also wasn't really like heavy street ish either it was like a weird like middle ground to me and um yeah, like I said, I was just really, I was just really surprised by, it. and 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 Sean, I think Sean's story really saddens me because Sean was also like he was young, and there was so much hype around him that his ego was complete. And he and I used to be very close. He and I used to be actually really, really like. I used to call Sean my brother. I used to talk to Sean every day, um, and but I haven't talked to Sean like since before the Club New York shit happened. Like actually, a- after he got his deal, we kind of started drifting. But um, his ego was insane. His ego was stupid. And, but, but I can understand why, because he was young and everybody was telling him he was the hottest shit since Big. And then people just throwing all this money at him, you know? Um, and, but I think that that kind of led to, you know, him ending up in a position where he's at Club New York and, you know, tries to stab him and, you know, pulls out a weapon or tries to shoot somebody, whatever it was, gets arrested, et cetera, et cetera. I believe it could have been a, di- a completely different path. Maybe even if he had gone to like a Def Jam instead of Bad Boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just always imagine if he had, if it had been a different course, like how his career could have been different. Uh, speaking of uh, Def Jam, uh, I'm not, I will, I will say this. I am not the biggest Nasir Jones fan. I respect him and put him on the Mount Rushmore of, of rappers. But again, there's no question what side I was on when, when Takeover and Ether and all that shit was out. I always got to say that, right? Well, by then, Nas was at Sony. But no, so, yeah. Um, but I, I just got a preference by saying, you know, I ain't, I ain't y'all know where it's at. I ain't gonna throw the diamond up, but y'all, y'all know the vibe I'm on, right? <laughs> but, so, you know, shout out to him because Illmatic um, recently was... Um, put into the what's it? The Library of Congress. Library of Congress. Yeah. So I'm not going to sit here and act like I even know what the hell that. I mean, means. so <laughs> it's not it's not super rare, but what it means is that the piece of literature, music, film, television, whatever, is considered representative enough of American culture and history for them to want to make sure it's preserved as part of our official, you know, cultural record. I mean, that's, that's, that's fucking, that's dope as shit, right? Like, yeah, like, very. like, I, like, so I can imagine the, uh, the room is him, Hove and whomever sitting yeah, there. J- well, no, it's not something that he's awarded for. No, 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 like, no. I, I'm oh, just okay. saying like, I'm just oh. saying like, yo, they, they out the, you know, post pandemic, they out to eat. Because Hope doesn't have anything in, in, in the Library of Congress. I think right? he does. I'm about, I'm, Google, I'm about to Google it as we're talking about. I think I think okay. he does have something in the library. Well, if he, if he doesn't, oh, I mean, he, I'm... He, um, I'm sh- if he does, I, I got to imagine that's fucking... A, a, it, it, that's a leg up, right? Like, you can talk all the shit you want, fam, but... Yeah, I mean they they're preserving my work for 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 teachings, right? Like like 20 200 years assuming okay. the earth is still so here. There are six, I guess now seven um hip hop records preserved in the Library of Congress. There's Grandmaster Flash and the Furious 5 the record. I mean the message. Public mm-hmm. Enemy, Fear of a Black Planet, um Tupac, Dear Mama, Daylight, 3 Feet High and Rising, 
Sugar Hill, Sugar Hill Gang Rapper's Delight, um, and the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. I thought there were more than that. So I guess Jay does not have anything, but Jay is in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. So right. they're, you know, similar. That's the, that's the, that's the, what, okay, is, is the Songwriter Hall of Fame, is that the same as the, um, is that the, is that the, that's not the rock, that's not the, uh. No, it's different than the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but it is, okay. another, it is like the official Hall of Fame for like songwriters and producers. Hall of Fame, hove, I did it all without a pen. I knew that was coming, I had to remind y'all again. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, I, so as far as Illmatic, um, Jerv, you know, like when you say like, you're not the, and I get it because of the Rockefeller thing you know what i'm saying i was listen that's not why that's not why like i'm, I'm talking shit like i just no, i feel you i feel you yeah <laughs> yeah like, no, I, I, feel I don't want know. nobody be like oh duh i can hear yeah, you yeah, yeah no nah, oh, nah, yo, nah. yo, yo you ride football so much yo. <laughs> yo i'm like nah fam yeah. like, yo, man, no, i'm, talk, I'm talking i'm talking shit because i know i know you i know you a heavy hove guy you know what i mean like like we are like most of us are um the thing about illmatic to me the reason why i think that this is a you know uh well overdue achievement for nas that album is perfect, right? Like it's a perfect it really album. It's a perfect album. It's a Start perfect to finish. new album. When you when you look at the songs that's on that album, he has can't like, it ain't hard to tell on there. Like it ain't hard to tell is just on that album, bro. Like that's that blows my mind that that song is even on anything. Like that seems like one of those songs that's just like nah, no album has the right to even claim that song. Like it has to just exist on its own somewhere. It's a perfect rap song. My favorite, I have a top five or top three coveted like hip hop songs that if you never heard rap before, I will play these songs for you. New York State of Mind is one of them. A hundred percent. That song is like literally classic. It's like if you look up uh, boom bap in the dictionary. Yeah. New York. You can literally hear the beat going boom, bap. Like it's just, it's like. New Every York, time I hear that song, New oh York my State God. of Mind makes me think of dudes who I knew from Queensbridge who literally kept blades under their tongue in real life. My God, yes. Like, and, you know, 40 Below Polo Boots. And, yeah. You know, it's, you know what's it's, funny? I, I, tr- I, I tried to do that. And you cut the <laughs> shit out of yourself, didn't you? Yeah, I, what? <laughs> I tried to do hey, Joe, I didn't know this. Uh, I didn't yeah, know this. Uh, oh. Because, again, so... I always there's always a beef between Philly and New York, and it's not even a beef that I probably even would on some real shit would say New York even recognizes. Mm-hmm. Like we mm-hmm. are literally we are legit the 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 little brother. To, y'all like to the li- y'all like the little dog yapping around the big bulldog. Like, <laughs> like I mean, well, hold on, we ain't going that far. No, I'm just saying because like you said, New York doesn't even know this. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, like I mean, I in this world. Yeah, but the, y'all don't recognize us as like y'all rec- y'all beef with with fucking. We fuck Boston. with y'all though. I thought yeah. you don't fuck with Philly. Yeah, you know well, we had beef. It's, no, it's I was I mean everybody fuck with everybody. I'll say if you come to Philly, Philadelphia is 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 a hundred percent. Um, when New York does something, years later Philly will will mimic it because it's I mean, well, you ain't got to reinvent the wheel. Like New York's it's doing right. something, respect, right? It's a respect level. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I had my I had my era when I was all about heavy bad boy days when I'm, I'm all about the New York cats. I had all the motherfuckers. I had the yellow, the orange, the red, the blue, the maroon, right. matching my Tims, all that shit. Right? I did all that. So when when Nas and all these people are talking about different things and they mention these shits, we tried that shit. Right. So, and now mind you, I'm a civilian. I ain't, I ain't, right. I, was, you ain't I wasn't none streets. of that shit. I ain't in yeah. the streets. I'm a, fa- you know, I got peoples, 
Right. I went to private school. I got on the school bus. You know what I'm saying? I got picked up and dropped off by mom and dad to football and basketball yeah. practice. I don't know what even made you try that shit. Papa Doc Wiggins. Because, because really look, because it, it sounded mother effing cool right. on the fucking And Pac rap made it look cool and above the rim. And so Pac made it look cool on above the fucking rim. And I said, I got to try Man. it. And I, I was sliced like, the fucking my, inside yeah, of my and, mouth. And I think anybody who does it has to have had several. Because I, I remember asking somebody, like, how long did it take you to learn how to do that and not fuck yourself? Like, they would cut, um, like, the sides of their, their mouth, like, right in the corner of the lips and shit like that. Um, but I knew several people, especially in the mid-90s, who could do that shit effortlessly, like. And I thought it was fascinating, but it never occurred to me to try to do it. But I say I like to say, Illmatic, the thing about Illmatic that I love being put into the Library of Congress is that everybody counts Illmatic as one of the greatest rap albums of all time. But it was a flop commercially. Critically, right. always heralded, one of the few like source five mic joints. Mm -hmm. um, but it didn't sell no records. Which is still, because it, didn't, it had no singles. There were no radio singles on Illmatic, you know? And it was also like, at the time, like, okay, so it's funny that you mentioned, mentioned Philly, um, Jerv, because when Illmatic dropped, I was still in school. I was, in, I was at University of South Carolina. I was dating this guy who went to Morehouse. He was from Atlantic City. And the first time I heard Illmatic was at his house. He was playing it. And, um, and it sounded like up top. And I think, it, and even though we, everybody rocked it, it was damn near a concept album that was so New York. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it was so yeah. New York. And it was so dirty. It felt like the street. Literally. It felt like he was outside on the block. And I don't know how many people could wrap their minds around that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, th that album, that album just in general, like, I think because that's Nas' debut album, right? It's a classic right out the gate. It didn't sell the records because like you said, it wasn't, there was no like commercial joints. I think that's been the frustration with Nas with the music business and the way that he's received throughout his career, right? Yeah, because he vacillates it, between like super radio shit. Again, right. like, as, as everybody will always say, is it Uchi Wally or is it One Mike? Like, right, you know, cause he'll right. go the gamut I mean, because it's no, like that's, that's he's still so my inconsistent. <laughs> no, but because but see, but here's the thing, though, right? He dropped the joint with Genuine, and everybody was like, "Man, if oh, you don't get this though. shit, like, that dog, oh, like, yeah, oh yeah, no, 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 don't get it twisted. That song was fire, Fucking but it's Nas, and it's like, dog, right. Nas, come, you just gave us this, like, how you going? So I think his frustration with the way he's received is like, what y'all want me to do? Like, you want me to right. sell the album or? You want me to rap like me? Like, what you what you want? Right. And I think Illmatic is the perfect Nas album because well, it's like, the problem I'm just going to rap. That, the problem is that Illmatic <laughs> came first, right? Right, that's true, that's true, and, that's true. And so everybody wants that Nas, but they want that Nas on, like, a beat that you can nod your head to, move to, do some other shit to. And I, yeah, I think that's been Nas's challenge. But you know, Nas's up to both joints are fire too. Sometimes I think that sometimes Nas, just don't, <laughs> I think that sometimes Nas just don't care. Like I think we've worn him down. I've seen Nas perform before. He just looked like he was there, so he didn't get fine. I think I think um, this might this might be like, a hot take. This might be a hot take as far as like his uh commercial joints. I think the the perfect blend of Nas commercial and Nas rap is like made you look. I think Agreed. that might be like that's the song that's like Agreed. this is a single that we can sell the album with 
and you also not downplaying, you know what I'm saying, your, your, yourself. Right. You're not, you're not dumbing down the, uh, what do you, what, what, what say? Dumb down, you know, <laughs> to double my dollars and all that. Like, you're not doing that. It's the perfect one for him anyway. Um, Listen, what, Jerv? What's up? What's up, man? I mean, <laughs> I, look, I, Again, I, I I got a I got a, uh, a sour spot for uh for the whole Stillmatic project. Love that you know album. It, hot go, take too. I get I get another hot take. Uh, Building Destroy is better than Ether as a diss record. Is I think it's better as a diss Ether record. Ether is actually not even a great song. Thank it's you. Just an amazing track. It's yes, because yes. It's, like it's because of who the target was. And his, but I, it's like it's. It was the it was the track. Ether to me is like Who Shot Ya. Even though Biggie's flow on Who Shot Ya is crazy, that track sounds like just so crazy that you're like, what the fuck is it? And then you got the whole right. no, 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 no. Like it sounds like somebody about yeah. to fight, right? And that's why I did. So actually, Super Ugly was probably the better lyrics, but I hate it. Didn't sound like a diss track to me. Like it sounded like some club shit. Because it because it Whereas, wasn't hove. It wasn't hove right. though. I found Whereas out later. Ether just sounded like some raw yeah. beef. Yeah. I found out way later that the reason why people like Large Professor spoke with him. Shout out to Large Professor. The reason why people didn't like Super Ugly wasn't because of Jay's lyrical performance on it. It wasn't because it like wasn't a good track. song. They was like, that's not you, bro. You a smooth dude. You doing all this. Condoms in the baby seat talk like, come on, that's not you, God. Like, that's not, you know. I mean, come on, bro. Listen, though. I, listen, I, and I, I'm not about to, cause I can go on about this shit. I, I, I actually, <laughs> real, real rap. I, I, I broke down ether, the, the verse ether. I mean, the whole thing ether, and I, I can tell you that I feel like everything he said about Hove in ether was the was was a was a complete carbon copy of the entire Blueprint album. Hundred percent, like everything. Whole, you know, everybody compares it to Takeover, and Takeover is the the the, the shit, right? Like Takeover is the verse that's like, all right, t- Takeover versus Ether. But just like on uh, the whole album, uh, Stillmatic. I'm not tripping. Stillmatic is the album, right? Wait, Ether on it? Yeah, or is that? Uh, yeah, yep. no. All right, but so yeah, it's, the whole, it's the second song on the album. Yeah. So so the whole Stillmatic album, he's he's talking shit about Hov, right? Cool, makes perfect sense. And the same thing on Blueprint. Hove takes shots at homie, the entire Blueprint album, right? But the difference is all the shots, like literally all he did in my humble opinion, which is why I, I always say Jay-Z won, even though Ether is the shit, don't get it twisted. I feel like on that whole entire album, all he did was, all right, uh, Hove says something about, um, you know, the bodyguards versus better than yours. Boom. You know what I'm going to tell you? Eminem uh, bodies you on on, uh, on Renegade, which, by the way, I don't necessarily think that's a flaw because it was Everybody Eminem's mother. I don't think it's even a right. fact. Not if not a flaw. It's not even a fact. I don't. M- think, M- right. M- no, 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 no. Watch Jay. Everybody thinks. But but it was Eminem's song though. It's M's song. It was Eminem Royce's song. But the reason why I don't think he watched him is because they weren't. That wasn't a song like uh band from tv or something like it wasn't like that it was like this is the song Emma speaking from this point of view there's like there's like real personal thing with him like when he was rapping about like what's going on with him hove is speaking from a whole different perspective where i when i first heard the song i never looked at it like it was they were competing on the song which obviously when rappers you hear two rappers on the song, on the song. They all, no 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 100 that's what i'm saying like when i'm right. listening to it i'm not looking at it like that 
but you know that this is what it is with rappers but i just felt like the the angle that hove took was like oh this is different like so i love what hove did but i also love what m did like now if somebody was to say m had the better verse i think it comes down to preference i don't think it was just a complete washing like oh yeah hove shouldn't even showed up like he shouldn't yeah, even, he should have just let him keep it. Like, I think it was, I think the, and not to go off on the whole thing, and I apologize. I, I know I do this all the time, but I think the, 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 the shit, the thing with it was, it's that that was the first time in a very, very, very long time that Hove had been on a track with somebody, and it wasn't even a question that Hove had the best verse on it, right? Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I, I love Beans, and I think Beans is a dude that doesn't get his flowers. I think Beans is, he could, he should be in a lot of people's top, whatever number you want to put. Mm-hmm. But Beans, but you can't really name a track where, this track's where Beans killed it, but then it's just like, damn, Hove, Hove's verse was just so much more mature on that, John. And you know what I mean? It, you, can, you can tell the, 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 the separation between the two. Anybody you mentioned, Hove did a track with him. It was just like, Hove and then that person. Not saying that person wasn't good. And then you get Renegade and it's just like, hmm. Okay. This dude just really, really brought it. You know what I mean? He stepped his game up and now you got Hove on it. And it's just like, I I just get mad because I think people may try to make it seem like Hove didn't have a have a bomb verse on it. I right. just think M, M did Same. what but like most said, people credit, try to do. It's a credit to Jay because you're so not used to somebody actually like being outshining jay on track let's put it that way yeah no 100 um so real quick before we get to i don't I, even remember how we got here by the way i'm i was trying to jerf. back in my head i do this it's I do jerf this. i do this it's I like, jerf don't listen, don't even you, don't even trip you, i was like you mentioned nas i bring up jay-z yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's jerf it's jerf it's jerf 100 it's fine um so real quick before we get to you know i I'm sure you have an answer for this when we start talking about the rap names, and we'll reveal ours if you don't know our rap name story and all that, and how we got the podcast and everything. Jervis looking, like Jervis looking, because he know he got to tell that story. Um, but we have, we did, we did have an email. Um, real quick, just you know, I, I want to get to this real quick before we get to that. So let me pull this up. This is from my man Deshaun Murray. D Murray, what's up, bro? Um, salutations, my guys. Hope you in the familiar good as well. Shout out to Naima, if that is the special guest this week. So he guessed it right. He knew. He knew what was okay. up. Um, so he oh, said, we might, in regards, we might, to, we, we might need to change some email passwords, bro. That's kind of crazy. That's- <laughs> yeah. Um, no, because I was on I was on Instagram, I was on, on my IG story, and I was I was I was kind of giving hints, and I was like, Look, we got a great guest coming up. You know, this person was really around. This person, I ain't say he, she, none of that. So he guessed it right. Um, so he says, in regards to bad boy. What was the feeling in the building um, when the when the leaked Biggie album made it to the streets? I benefited from my pops having that tape the summer before the album dropped in the fall. In addition, how did the Woe remix with half a hip hop come to fruition? Feels feels like this was during the in studio session era. Right. So the Biggie leak, I can't speak to. That was before my time. Okay. So, whoa, all things Black Rob, I can. Um, I think that. First of all, that was an in-studio era. Uh, so many things, so many great collaborations that happened, happened because, A, like, niggas really hung out in the studio. And, like, now you got dudes be like, I'm in the studio. They ain't in the studio doing shit. Like, because the people who say they're in the studio all the time aren't really doing anything. Because now the folks who are actually, like, high levels of um, 
you know, artists and performers, there's a lot of emailing of tracks back and forth and like, send me the verse, I'm gonna send you back this thing, I'm gonna do like, there is very rarely um, like that lockout energy where you just have the studio blocked out for a whole week and you're just there. But what used to happen is like, everybody just used to fall through the studio because you never knew who might be in room A, room B, room whatever. Um, and if you were in a session, you go into somebody else's session or if you were around, you just come through. If you knew people were there, they just like come through. And a lot of things just kind of happened because somebody happened to be in the studio, come through. So I'm pretty sure that's part of how what happened. But also, like, what was just on? That song was so big. That, was, that song was crazy. That Oof. song was so big. And, and I think we have forgotten what it feels like. Because we don't get those kind of remixes anymore. We don't really mm. have true remixes anymore. So it used to be when you had a song that big, it was easy to be like, get all 18 of these motherfuckers and put them on this shit. <laughs> like, that's what you wanted to do, you know? Just to blow it up and make it broader and bigger and see what people could do with it. So I don't even think that was like a feat. I think it was like, how much bigger can we make this? Who should we hit? Or even... Artists at that time probably hitting hard who produced it to be like, yo, if y'all do that remix, I want on. You know, like that, yeah. that was the kind of energy. Yeah, that had to be crazy. Like the more the more people heard it, they probably heard because they had a relationship with other rappers, you know, as well. And they listened to like, wait, you jumped on that? Yeah, I gotta do something on that. I got to. And then it turned into like a thing, like, yeah, let me let me do and that. Also, that the way whoa, the structure of whoa. You don't even have to work that hard to kill that shit. Like, cause we right. just be in the street making up shit to whoa. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so like whoa, well, yeah. Like, how how much can I do with it? Yeah. Yeah. Beans, yeah, beans, no, beans, beans, beans killed that remix too, by the way. Beans got hold on the one joint. What's the what's the joint on State Property that I can't think of the title of right now? The State Property too. Um, ever since she was a baby coward, been sprinkling the world with baby powder. Um, that joint. That's not that that is on. It's on. Once, a, once yeah, again, I, it's on. I think, yeah. I think Beans burnt him on that. Um, eh. I, th I think Beans burnt him on that. But eh. don't do that. You fulfill it. Don't get your Philly car revoked. Uh, so, um, <laughs> all right. So now we get to the fun part, right? We get to the fun part. It's fun for me because Jeremy got to tell his story. We get to the way we came up with the name of this podcast, right? We let the conversation just flow organically. We was talking and we reached the point of the conversation, right? We talked about rap names. My name is Mariano. My rap name when I was young came from I was listening to the Dynasty album. Um, when he was young, so, I was listening to the Dynasty album. It's fucking hilarious. I was a bro. Yeah, that was I was listening I was, to Dynasty I was, album. I was, I was, I was 12. on my way to I was on my way to college when the Dynasty album came out. Like I was I was twelve. I was playing that shit in the whip. Like I was <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I was twelve, right? So I heard the song, and this is when I had rap dreams. I was like writing rhymes. So. I heard a song, stick to the script, DJ Clue come on, he talk about the Holler family, William H. Holler, William M. Holler. And I said, oh, M. Holler. I'm, I know I'm going to sign a Rockefeller when I get on. They're going to like me. I know it. So my name going to be M. Holler. Like, that That was my rap name. Um, You know, Jerv, what, what was what was what was your name? I forget, bro. I, I forget. What, I nigga, forget nigga you don't, nigga, you don't, you don't fucking forget. It's no, fucking, I forgot, bro. Just ain't forget. I even, So I'm gonna just tell you this. I'm not. I'm not. I'm listen. I'm. I'm not telling the story again. Um, if you want to hear, you the can story, give me an abridged. Can you give yes. me? Yes. Oh, it's 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 extremely. It's quick version. My rap name was Beige because I listened. Because you're beige. Come on, now. I mean that that seems self-explanatory. Beige. Wait, wait. I don't. <laughs> 
Basically, that's not, that's not it. That's not it. I mean, I, yes, in a nutshell, I guess that is it. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't look at it like that, but yeah. Uh, no, there was a uh, How to Be a Player, fucking Bernie Mac, when they was outside the crib. I wanted to have a dope ass, because uh, everybody was doing movie skits at the time and shit on the albums. So I wanted to have a dope skit, and he had the part when he was talking to Pierre, and he said, he walked up in the car, and he was like, you beige motherfucker. And I was just like, yup, boom, that's it right there. Fucking fire. That's going to be before my first single. <laughs> yeah, beige. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, thanks for reminding me that I forgot, bro. Seriously, I forgot, honestly. Um, But, so, Naima, listen, now, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that mm-hmm. there was a point in time where even Maybe you thought you was gonna be a rapper or just just something. I'm gonna assume. So like, tell I me, have, please tell me I'm right. I have a rap-ish nickname, right? But yeah, there was. I never listen. I never had artist pursuits, but back in the day, um, especially like in the days of like Boss and Bahamadia and shit like that. Like I, we, me and my friends used to do like little fake ass ciphers, and I got a little flow. I haven't done one in a long time. I got a little flow, um, but. I never tried to come up with a name. Naima is a hard name to flip. Naima is a really hard name to flip into anything, mm-hmm. um, which I always was really upset about. But after, when I was, um, a friend of mine actually who worked at Bad Boy, even though he did it after Bad Boy, you know, back in the days of um, two-way, Skytel, two-ways, mm-hmm. um, it was kind of like with AIM, like you would have like a creative little tag you know, like like now, like we do with with handles or whatever. And a friend started calling me not boogie, and it stuck. And um, just because of the way I moved, because I was like industry girl, kind of old school hip hop girl, whatever, and it stuck. And I still have friends who just now shorten it to boogie. Like there's a bunch of people who just call me boogie. Mm. Um, and so I that would be my rap ish name because there's a whole segment of people who call me that, but. I've been looking for a DJ name because I do, I, I was learning how to DJ up until the pandemic. A friend of mine were planning a party um, and my goal was I want to be able to spin a set. And at the beginning of the, of the pandemic, I was actually like spending all my time like working on my cuts and shit. So I was thinking like, I'm going to have to come up with a DJ name. And I was like, I can't do DJ Not Boogie, that sounds corny. Um, or DJ Boogie, that sounds corny. Like, I, I still have to, like, connect it to my name somehow. So I haven't figured that out. So I'll come back to y'all when I actually get a DJ name, and I'll tell you how I came up with it. I just want to be at the first set. That's all I <laughs> yeah. ask. Like, let's no, let me be at the first set. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was about to say. I want to just be there, like, when this happened. I will, I will absolutely let y'all and know. And for anybody, that's, for anybody that's listening, if y'all think y'all got any type of suggestions, because this yeah, is a hard I'm name happy to flip. To hear them. Yeah, See, yeah. We listen. I want. I want. That's what I want y'all to do. When y'all hit this episode, y'all get to this part. I want y'all to send in y'all best DJ names for Naima. Um, yeah. And we'll and we'll we'll see if something sticks because I'm like I said before. I'm I'm just interested in anything Naima has going on. Like, just, <laughs> I, I really am. Well, you know what happened? I I was like, I'm really good at making playlists. It's a similar mm-hmm. energy. Two, it's a similar energy. It's not the same. Making playlists is not the same as DJing, and I hope that everybody has realized that during the pandemic, if nothing else. The aux cord mm-hmm. is not a replacement for the DJ. And there were things that I would hear, and I would be like, if I could, if I could spin, I would cut this and blend this right here, right? So to finally get the chance to learn how to do that, my um, ex had actually bought me turntables like a few years ago for my birthday, and I, and I didn't really pull them out until early last year. So, um, and I was taking lessons from a, another DJ and everything. 
Um, and it's so much fun. And it's so much fun when you get in a sweet spot with it. But yeah, I got to pick that back up. Absolutely. I will keep y'all posted. I mean, but, it, but it's just hard. Like, my name is Naima Cochran. There's not really a whole lot of creative <laughs> shit you can do. My, my, my Delta business name is Hollywood. DJ Hollywood is just, there's too many DJ Hollywoods out in the radio world. I'm not I ain't gonna lie. If I saw DJ Hollywood hosting a mixtape, I'm, I'm fully expecting the J.R. Ryder verse to be on there. Yeah, I'm expecting like, like shells to be on there for sure. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't want to do that. So if it, yeah, if anybody has any, and just DJ Naima sounds corny. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like anything. So if y'all got suggestions, yeah. Yeah, send them in, send them in, man. Um, and this. and if, just, just to let y'all know, uh, Naima, uh, we also will encourage people, if they would love to hear uh, Naima's flow, uh, please, please, oh, let's, let's get the ads going. Y'all trying to get me in a cypher? Oh. No, yeah, no, this like, is, this is 100% we're going to have, if you would be so gracious to join us again <laughs> in the future, we will have you back on here to talk about more things. And if y'all lobby for this freestyle, listen, Listen, we y'all not, ain't we, gonna act like I'm on the Funk Master Plex show or not like that. Like, <laughs> no, no. But look, we not we not we not gonna cast the freeway to John. If you need a beat, we will give you a beat. I need All a right. beat. All right. I need a beat. Okay, absolutely. And a heads up. Okay. No, nah, we got you. Like, <laughs> we got you. We got you 100. So listen, man. Y'all hear this? Listen. Send a DJ name. Uh, tell her how bad you want to hear her flow and all of that. Like lay it on, lay it on crazy. You know what I'm saying? So she like, damn, all right, I got to. Um. But listen, man, I listen, you did not disappoint at all. I wanted to give you the floor to talk. And I mm-hmm. listen, I learned some shit today. I did. Oh, but we didn't talk about verses yet. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, shit. No, let's do that. Verses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, 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 no, let's, sorry, let's, sorry. Let's, 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 let's do that. Let's do that real quick. Let's do that real right. quick. What was that like for you? Because I seen people giving you your crazy props on that. Like, this is the best moderator. But that was in the so whole... humble by him. Yeah, like, so what? What 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 uh what was that like? What was the whole experience like? So um for those who don't know, I did the Billboard cover story on Versus last year, um that dropped I think in August, but I had been working on it from June to August, and um so their publicist Courtney Lowry, who I used to work with at Epic, um hit me like the Friday before and was like, "Yo, we're celebrating the one year anniversary on Monday." We wanted to make sure certain journalists were part of the conversation. So it's going to be you, Daytuan, and Star. And I was like, cool. Um, and Daytuan is like, big homie for me. He's the one who gave me a vibe column for Music Sermon. So like I owe Day kind of my writing career to an extent, period. But um, it ended up being that, first of all, I had no idea who I was going to be in the room. None. So I'm thinking, I'm facilitating a conversation with Timmy Swizz and everybody else and some participants will pop in. We didn't have like confirmations or anything. So when I when the room first opened, um, Sean Garrett was in there early, Jonte was in there early, and Teddy came in early. But then like Snoop pops in, and then like E40 pops in. That one fucked me up. Then like Lil John pops in, and you know we got Scratch in the room, we got Just in the room, which isn't unusual for Clubhouse. Um, D Nice, who is actually a friend of mine, so that is whatever. Um, and then I get this text that like. Patty LaBelle's coming in the room. And I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And then I got nervous. So I'm so happy that I didn't know the night was going to go like that because I don't know if I would have had the same, like, kind of easy... Oh, and Snoop in the room. I think I don't know if I said Snoop. Snoop in the room. Um, I think I would have... If I had known that we were going to end up like Patty and Ron Osley and Verdeen White, I think I would have been more nervous um, going in instead of just kind of having fun with it. But it was... It was great because the thing that 
I know people give me props for, for moderating. I appreciate that. But honestly, a lot of times I'm just, I'm not even thinking about y'all. I'm asking questions I wanted to know the answer to. Um, and I had a lot of background from doing the work on my story for Versus. So like I was able to ask Snoop about being paired with somebody else initially because Swizz had told me that, you know, like those type of things. So um, I just had so much fun with it. It was a great time. It was great energy. It was a great room. And I thought it was a great celebration. I was just so happy that everybody else was having fun listening to it. Because there's nothing worse than having that kind of star talent in the same space and a person not knowing how to get out of them what you want. So when people were right. like, you're asking the question, oh, and Spice and Atheon, I actually have to shout them out. And I take 100% credit for them being in the room because I was one who said Super Spice shout out to Spice, Spice and Atheon, man. They are great. Yo, having them and then like Snoop arguing with Atheon as Jay-Z was the funniest <laughs> shit. Like there were so many moments where I honestly just wanted to tap out and just listen as a fan. That was the hardest part was having to stay like engaged as a moderator. Yeah. Because it was so fun, like some of it was so funny, you know, yeah. and just really easy. How, how, so, but how, so, how does the experience like that make you feel? As far as like you know, you like because you have impacted the culture in so many ways, even before mm -hmm. this. But this is something that's impacting the culture, like right now as right. well. Because this thing, like this, is like this is not a small feat. This is not something you're talking to legends. You're talking. To, oh yeah, that's a you, career. Monday yeah. was a career highlight, hands down. Um. Even Daytuan, who was, who's been editor-in-chief of Vibe for ages, and before that was, like, mm -hmm. once editor-in-chief of King, like, Daytuan's been talking to talent forever, and he was, even he was, like, I've never had all that talent in one place like that. Um, you know what, guys? It was one of those moments of, like, um, it felt like my entire, like, and I feel like this sometimes when, when, when doing this stuff, it feels like my entire career up to this point has led to this point. And by that, I mean part of the reason that people feel like I'm moderating well is because there's not, I have a unique point of view as a journalist because I've been on the other side, right? So it's like, I'm speaking partially from experience of things having been in the other side of it, right? Um, and, and, and maybe having been around it. And so like, I wasn't, I really wasn't trying to be funny when I was saying to Alicia that I helped John do his playlist. You know what I'm saying? Like right, I, right. I did, you know? So, you know, it's, it's those kinds of things. Um, and I wasn't, it wasn't a humble brag. It was like, I, I felt like it would be corny for me to talk about it. Like I wasn't fucking on the phone with Jay, like saying, no, you need to play the black shit. You need to do all the right. stuff people didn't know you right. did. Yeah, that's so, important. Yeah, but it, it, it also allows me to contribute to the conversation in a different way because I'm not, talking as an outsider completely right. it's like, I was like I'm talking to somebody who was kind of part of it and can add context as I'm asking for more context Absolutely. so I think I and, and who knows maybe that there's some nugget that people don't know and I and I know that I need to get to that you know like that yeah. that kind of thing yeah. so um it was just but it was really I was on a high like all day Tuesday first of all um and I found some of the audio and went back to listen to it. Um, that's the only thing I hate is that the, I don't have the whole audio <laughs> in full just to go listen. Um, but seeing people like big me up for it was really humbling because yeah. sometimes you feel like you're doing a good job, but you're not really sure how it sounds to other people. Yeah, and sometimes you hope you're doing a good job too because right. it's like I, you know, because you because you're a fan of it and you're you're contributing to um to it as well. 
you kind of get so lost in it where it's like, wait, damn, when people hear this, what are they going to think? So when you hear right. people give you that type of credit, I think it's just a, you know, it's confirmation that you, you know, you did what you set out to do. Um, and yeah. that's, that's just something about you, like I said, that I've always appreciated. And I think that that goes across like everywhere, whether you're a celebrity or legend or, you know, regular nine to five dude, like you just, you just have like this warm personality and this way about you. That's just very accommodating. Aww, um, thank you. Nah, I want you to know though, when Patty and Ron were in the room talking to each other, I want to just lay in the floor. I just wanted like, cause I was like, I have, I have nothing to ask. What the fuck am I going to ask them? That's why I asked right. Patty what she was cooking. Cause that's, that's what I wanted to know. I was right. like, what you going to cook? I have no, or at least, yeah. Or at least I had no other questions for them that were verses related. Let me put it that way. Like right. when I was writing the verse of story and I got to talk to Babyface, I was on the phone with Babyface for 45 minutes and I had to force myself to not start asking random ass questions that had nothing to do with this shit because i did crazy. so much i want to know you know you hear that, you hear that though Jerv? she was on the phone with babyface for 45 minutes bro Yo, i was like i was like yeah. I, and i said i will keep this brief he was so i had never had a conversation like i've worked under la i know la i'd never had a conversation with face before um i've been around him i never actually talked to him and so I'm thinking, let me be super respectful of Mr. Edmund's time. He's a fucking legend. He's an elder. Like, he's the, he's the baby face. I'm going to keep this shit brief. Yo, your man was willing to answer every question, talk about mm. everything. Like, he's funny as fuck, first of all. Um, like, there was, like, he, he wasn't giving short answers. Like, he was giving me, like, really, like, we were having a conversation. Mm. and I had to hold myself back from asking shit that had nothing to do with versus. I just wanted to stay on That's the phone so with him. Fire. So that was the thing with, with, with Ron and Patty in the room. Like, I, I wanted to ask Patty, like, do you think Luther, I should have asked you, like, do you think Luther Vandross <laughs> would have wanted to do a versus? Like, what, who, like, what do you think he would have thought? What do you think, like, I want to ask Ron shit about some whole others. Like, I just, once you get those kind of people, I just had to kind of let them flow because I wanted to just shift the entire conversation to them and just talk about them. And I was like, okay, yeah. this is about versus. Let me keep everything in context. Same with Snoop. Yeah. Same with, you know what I mean? Like, let me keep everything in context because it's very easy to be like, yo, I got like 82 other things I want to ask you right now, but I know, like, even the part with Alicia, I, when Alicia was like, oh, you used to be part of John's management team, I want to say, yes, remember you met me because she right. was part of that. She <laughs> was signed by the, she was managed by the same people for one minute and we have been in rooms together and we had a whole conversation and we know each other, but like, that was not the time to do that, right? So <laughs> like, it's, you have, I think that's part of the challenge is remembering this is not your, it's like a balance between making it feel like it's just your own conversation, but remembering that it's not your own conversation, right? Yeah, understanding that there's other people that's yeah. listening. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I think like for Clubhouse, especially, I'll just say like moderation is harder than it looks. Everybody thinks they can moderate the conversation because it's like, how hard can it be? But to A, moderate the conversation, see who's coming in the room, right? And the one thing I was not doing was handling actually bringing people up on stage because that would have been one thing too many. I wasn't doing that. But seeing who's in the room as they come in and I got texts coming on the back end like this person's coming, look out for this thing, go to Bobby, talk about Trilla. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it was like a production back end happening mm -hmm. at the same time and to be an active participant in it at the same time is a much harder balancing act and I'm going to Twitter and in my group chats to see feedback. Um, it's a harder balancing act than it looks like. So like I said, when people were hitting me up to be like, yo, that was dope. 
I was, I, I felt validated. I'll just say that. But also like just really, it was a really warm feeling that to see people be like, yo, you did a dope thing. Yeah. Well, Naima, you know, um, <clears throat> I think it's you, I think you deserve all the praises and, and, and kudos that yes. everyone's giving you. Just yes. real talk. Um, I say this on every show. Um, we, we, to steal it from Nori, uh, from Drink Chance Podcast, this, we are all about giving uh, people their flowers I and everything. That. And you deserve fucking, you know, the bouquets <laughs> of bouquets of bouquets. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, and, and it, it ain't a humble brag. You know what I mean? Yeah. You talk that talk. You you spent 45 <laughs> minutes on the phone with Babyface. You know what I'm saying? And no, it, it, it is what it is. When she said, when she, when she said how long she was on the phone with Babyface, I was like, listen. <clears throat> yo, when I got like, off my phone and looked at it, I was like, <laughs> yo, I just spent 45 minutes on the phone with Babyface. Like, that's, that's an album. Yeah. You, you talked to Babyface yeah. for an yeah. album worth of, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know I'm saying so. Listen, if somebody got a problem with that, that's because they can't be on the phone with baby for 45 <laughs> minutes, and they just got, right. they just got, they just got to eat that. Right. But no, real talk, Naima, we, 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 you know, you deserve all the credit. Uh, you know, f- f- you know, you, you, you are super duper amazing. We are mm-hmm. beyond grateful for you. You know, hopping on the pod with us. Uh, we will apply that pressure for that I'll second appearance for, yeah, for that verse. Back. With that okay, verse though, I'm not letting that go. I got you. I'm happy okay. to come back. I, I gotta I gotta I gotta get back in practice. It's been a very long time. Okay. Um, but I'll do that for y'all. I wanna thank y'all for having me. And I also I know I already said it earlier for the listeners. There was a like I said, again, there was a full ass street party going on outside my house. So I do apologize. It distracted me at times. But I'm just I'm I'm I appreciate you guys wanting me to come on and wanting me to come on and just talk about me. I don't it's hard for me to do. And those of you who listen to um Wednesday service, no, the car used to fuss at me all the time because I don't, I don't talk about my background a lot because I feel like, I feel like, I don't know, it's hard to do and not feel like you're talking shit, but, right. I, if you, but I'm always happy to share stories when people ask, so, yeah. yeah. I it told you, that's all I wanted, that's all I really wanted, I, I had to get the other shit out of the way <laughs> it just to let it you talk, It ain't talking shit, Naima, it ain't talking yeah. shit, you, you deserve to talk, I mean, real talk, you deserve to have had the platforms to be able to, 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 to share your story and yeah. if you haven't already thought about writing the book you probably should i'm thinking about it okay. i'm just trying i'll to do the forward out. for you i'm just trying to figure out <laughs> the particulars and i know the era i want to talk about and all of that i'm just trying to figure out the particulars and how i want to tell the story but that hopefully that's that was supposed to be my pandemic project and then i got really busy um which is a good thing but um it's 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 in, it's it's in the making. Let me put like that. Well, you know, we'll, we'll we'll be on the lookout for that. And you know, like right. I said, my man Mari can do the uh do the forward and shit if you need help with that. <laughs> yeah, yo, tell you, hit me, hit me. I promise you, I will. I'll do it right in anything, man. I promise right. you, I got you. But this has been the Rap Names Podcast. Thank y'all for joining us. Thank y'all for listening. For for my man Mari, for now Boogie. Yes. Myself, <laughs> to hit that, hit that subscribe, download, and all those things, and share, and you know, be on the lookout for all things not even coming because you know, 2021 is probably gonna be fucking amazing, and 2022 is probably even gonna be crazy for us. Absolutely. Inshallah. Yeah. Let's say that. Yes. Yes. I love it. Thank you guys. Yo, Rob. Yo, Amin. What's the biggest complaint I always have whenever we record these podcasts? Besides Jerv being too sleepy, um, I think it's you forget to name a couple of things. You always want to talk about some extra stuff. Oh, man. It's the worst feeling in the world. When we get done and we say cut and I'm sending the files 
to Rob and I say, shit, I forgot we were going to talk about this topic or that topic. Well, guess what? We're not going to have those problems anymore. If you go ahead and download the Stereo app. That's right. Go to Stereo.com slash Darth Amin and make sure you are linked and subscribed to us. And we're going to talk about all of the different things that I always forget about. This is a great app. Every time you guys are listening to this pod, you say, oh, I wish I could chime in. But you're listening to a pod. You can never chime in. It's pre-recorded. Guess what? With stereo, you're able to have your voice heard. You can ask real-time questions about either the pod episode we recorded or whatever we're talking about at the time. It's great. It's a forum for you to listen to your favorite podcasters. That'll be me and Art, yours truly, all at the Count the Things Network. And we're going to be out here. We're going to do this regularly, multiple times a week. Just hop on stereo. Download the app. Subscribe. Follow Darth the Mean. Follow Talk Hoops. Follow Trayvon. Follow Big Waz. All of us. You know who we are. You search for us on the stereo app. You will find us and subscribe to us and be a part of these conversations real time. Have the ability to ask the questions that you want to ask. Stop us when we're on some bullshit, as we are frequently. And of course, catch some content that goes above and beyond what you listen to in the podcast you already love. Again, that is the Stereo app. And you can follow me, Stereo.com slash Darth Amin. You can look up everybody else by their handles. Their handles are all the same as what we have on social media. You can join us multiple times a week. I love Stereo. I'm on the app talking all the time. 